We specifically bring on people who can also inform a lot of the work you do is really important. You're listening to the Branding Gems podcast, a podcast that is not just interviews and conversations, it's to bring you guys the best of the best women in branding and business to answer this question. What are your top three valuable tips and lessons that you learned along the way? And then we discuss it. To feel your passion-filled lifestyle business, I promise to bring you the best of the best women in branding and business. And together, we can grow and learn from the extracted advice that they provide. I'm Peggy Bree, and let's get growing. Hi, just a little something something before we get started. I just want to say, say thanks for the 300 plus downloads already. I'm so excited to really create that space where women can share their, their tips and all that they learned in their business and branding journey and to celebrate that as well. And to also create a space of inspiration, to create that space where we can hear all that there is and all the brands that have already been created and to hear how that came to be. So I'm excited to share all of that and, and to share every all the all the hidden gems and all the hidden brands that are so amazing and bring that to surface so that you can also hear about them and also to hear what what the what the person behind the brand learned from it. So I'm excited to create that space and to share. And please rate this on Spotify um, or Apple. Just be sure to keep posted with this with this podcast and we'll be in touch. And and also I'm excited to share this next guest. She is so amazing. She she created such an awesome brand and she's a young CEO and there's so much to learn from from her. So I'm excited to share her. And yeah, just just let me know how it goes. Screenshot it. Stay tuned and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Branding Gems. I have such an amazing guest today to share her top three tips and advice. Her name is Nadia Okamoto, and she is a 22-year-old Harvard student. In early 2020, Okamoto co-founded August, a lifestyle brand working to reimagine periods. As the Today Show describes, August is a growing online community aiming to reimagine and redefine the period experience to be powerful and dignified, with members who engage in conversations about how to properly use in menstrual cups or what it's like to be a transgender man having a period, for example. So Nadia is also the co-founder of Period, an organization fighting to end period poverty and stigma that she founded at the age of 16. Under her leadership as an executive director for five years, Period addresses over 1.5 million periods and registered over 800 campus chapters in all 50 states and 50 other countries. In 2017, Nadia ran for public office in Cambridge, MA age 19 at the time, becoming the youngest Asian American to run. In 2018, Nadia published her debut book, Period Power, a manifesto for the menstrual movement with publisher Simon and Schuster, which made the Kirkus Reviews list for Best Young Adult Nonfiction of 2018. She's also the former chief brand officer and current board member of JUV Consulting, a Generation Z marketing agency based in New York City. 
She has been recognized on the list of Forbes 30 Under 30, Blooming Girls 50, Ones to Watch, and People Magazine Women Changing the World. Welcome, Nadia. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're awesome. And it was so awesome to meet on Clubhouse. It's, it, that was fun. I know, I know. I mean, I've been spending a lot of time on Clubhouse. I don't know if that's a good thing, but have really, really loved it. I know. It's a very addicting platform, and it's nice that it's, like, audio-based, so you can authentically hear everyone say the things that they would say, like, in real life, and it just sounds really real. For sure, for sure. No, I've been really loving it. Yes. So let's dive right in. What are your top three tips on branding and business? And let's start with the first one. Um, Let's see. I would say that first and foremost, before you get started, it's so important to really have your brand mission, vision, values really set and just getting really putting in the work to build a brand sort of book that you know that you feel really in integrity with as you move forward. Um, And what I mean by that is I think that what I've learned from, you know, both the nonprofit side and also working on the brand side is that brand consistency is so key, right? I often work with teams and I will meet with the whole team, even if it's like 30 people. And I say, can everyone tell me what the mission is, right? Can everybody tell me what the vision is? And I think that the goal is that your whole team is so on the same page around what you do, why you do it, what your values are, and having a sense of, you know, how your brand comes to life in sort of a personification um, way, right? So I really think about brand as uh, personifying the brand, the company in a way of like, what does it sound like? You know, what do they look like? What do they feel like? How do they make Make people feel what energy do they have um and so yeah i mean i think that having really taking the time to be thoughtful about your brand message and your brand elements is super important i love that and i love what you said about personifying a brand because i feel like oftentimes people forget that you can view brands that way because ultimately it's the way they make you feel how they speak what their mission ultimately is so the more you connect with the brand the more you'll follow them and the more you'll consume their goods so that's really true totally and actually I know that you mentioned putting in the work so how has putting in the work translated through your what you've done so far and your accomplishments Um, I mean, I think that I'll say, you know, even when I, even if I look at the last year, right, I, um, I spent like six months working on the brand for August, right, where I was staring at this brand book every single day, just trying to better understand it, you know, know exactly what I wanted it to, to, to feel like. And, um, you know, even when I was going through some rough patches last year, I would print out the brand book and the working copy and just go over it and review and go over it and review and show it to people and like bring in advisors that I really trusted like the eye of. And I just wanted to understand like how it made people feel, what their first impressions were. Um, and I think that was really important kind of going into it in general. I love that. I love that you mentioned putting in work because people often forget that you have to actually put in work. You have to really put your time into something. It's not something that appears right then and there and tomorrow. So it's so important. And you're right. It's about perfecting those drafts and and getting people to look over it or even re-looking at it again and again and, and just making sure that draft after draft it's really aligns with exactly what you want to put out there. So I love that. Yeah, for sure. Love that. So what is your tip number two? 
Um, let's see. I would say another really important thing to keep in mind is that uh, when you start thinking about how you bring your brand to life on social media, it's really important to have a strategy for each platform separately, right? I think I've worked with a lot of different clients before who come to us and they treat every single platform the same way, right? They repost the same sort of content across each platform. And what I really try to do is come in and say, you know, every single social media platform is different, right? From the audience to how people use the app. And so when you think about all these platforms, you have to treat them as such and have different strategies for each of them, whether it be the cadence, what type of content, the length of the content. Um, And I think that's really important to keep in mind. Yeah, it's so true because you're right. Each platform pertains to a different audience or the way that they read it. So really creating content that fits for each platform and how they digest each content is so key and so important. So actually, which platform has helped the most for your brand and has reached it the best in terms of being able to communicate exactly what you want to communicate and the platform that was able to help in this case. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I get that. I think that it's the same answer, right? So it totally depends on who I'm trying to reach, right? I think I would have a different strategy if I'm trying to reach, you know, uh, moms of people with periods versus people who are getting their period for the first time, right? And so I think that's what I mean by like, even when I think about my favorite app, a lot of it is differentiated based off of who I'm trying to reach. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, it depends on your audience after all. No matter the platform, you have to really pertain to each audience. So that's so true. And you have such a, I would say that you have such a diverse group of audience because periods hits all levels in terms of like teens and like moms going through like menopause and stuff like that. So where do you find the the balance of creating content that speaks to all that age group? Well, I would say that, you know, even if we're trying to reach everybody and change culture and even have non-menstruators, like, obviously, you are talking to everybody when you have public platforms, but you still prioritize your different audiences, right? Mm -hmm. So um, our primary audience is is really reaching, like, uh, young menstruators, you know, high school, college age. And I think from there, you know, we we have a secondary and then a tertiary audience. But I think that having even an understanding of what that looks like from a priority perspective is really important. Mm -hmm. So really focusing and niching down to that age group and and putting up the priority where it's needed. So I love that. So true. So true. And actually, when it comes to strategy for each platform, would you say that you have been using like, cause you know how Instagram has like different features of like reels and like using the DM and using Instagram TV or, or all these features within that platform. Like, would you say, how has that been like creating content for that? Um, I mean, I think that it's definitely a lot of work. I definitely have been experiencing some platform fatigue just with the amount of social platforms, but we're getting through it. And so I think a lot of it is just bringing on the right support to be able to build it up. Oh, that's true. And it's so true because you really can't do everything by yourself. And if it's not something that is of your expertise or you don't want to do, period, like you, it's so true. You can bring on that support to have somebody that loves doing that and can focus on that stream in particular. Totally. Absolutely. 
So good. So what is your final tip in branding and business? Um, I would say build a team, right? I think everybody has their different um, specialties. For me, like I love working on sort of overall strategy, but I think what's really important is always taking time to be like, okay, I'm not an expert at all on TikTok, right? And here's a place that I think I can be a lot better. And so I think having the, you know, the want to be, uh, you know, want to specifically bring on people who can also inform a lot of the work you do is really important. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So what are your ty- what are your tips on forming that team and finding the right team that fits your mission and your values? Like, do you have any tips on interviewing those, those questions or, or bringing back together? I think a big part of it is specifically, um, you know, finding people who really believe in the mission, vision, values and see the vision of what you're trying to create, um, I think is really, really important. And then I think the other thing is, I think it's really important to find people who who can one challenge you as well of like, you know, even, you know, as a young CEO, it's really important for me to find people who who feel very comfortable um feel very comfortable being able to just, you know, speak to me very candidly and tell me what we can be improving upon and everything. Mm -hmm. So what is it like to be a young CEO and have people that are older than you uh, work under your brand? Like, how do you keep that harmony going? I mean, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, just coming to the mindset of, you know, having the confidence to really speak out when um, we are trying to build something. And, you know, I have that authority. But at the same time, like, I wake up every day with like the utmost respect for the people who do have, you know, everyone has different levels of experience in in different ways on different things, whether it be personal and professional. Um, And I think a uh, kind of approaching it, not saying like, oh, I'm the boss, I know everything, but actually like surrounding yourself with people who inspire you because they do have different expertise. It's so smart and so true because it really comes down to that level of respect and of each other and ultimately like learning together and and not to say that, oh, I know it all, I'm this boss, but really like leaning in on each other because that's what a team is. So that's so true. Totally. So when it comes to building a team, did you build like a team? Is it just one team overall or per each, I guess, subsections of your brand? Like, is there a different team for that? Or do you just have one team to do it all? No, it's totally different team. So I have my August team, I have my, you know, and you know, when I was working with Juver period, they had different teams. And then I have people who specifically work with me on the personal side. It's so good. That's, that's good. Oh my gosh, you're such an inspiration. And it's so cool that you really are like, such a, an Asian American that's, that's doing it. And, and it's inspiring, I'm sure for people to hear that people like even the women of color, they are totally capable of running and, and owning businesses like this. So like, that is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so good to chat with you. You too. And what has been your biggest, I guess, what has been the biggest curve that you ever had to overcome when it comes to all these businesses and brands that you've created? I mean, I think trends, the uh, social enterprise space has been the one of the biggest curves. Mm-hmm. Like how? Um, I mean, I think that specifically, like it. This is my first time raising capital. Um, this is my first time, you know, really building out, uh, you know, a social enterprise, and it's difficult, but it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
I guess that every with every new experience, there is challenging challenge to it, but it's fun because you get to learn through it. And after that, um, it's yeah, and then it's done, and then it's complete, and then you learn so much from it, and then there's so much more to come after that. So that's so good. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. So do you have any tips on essentially making sure that? the brand and the mission withstands um, because it's such a big movement and such a strong brand and voice. How do you really keep that going? Um, I think that a big part of it is one, uh, just never stray away from, never straying away from why you started in the first place and who you're ultimately trying to serve. Um, and then I think also at the same time, and I know I'm kind of a broken record on it, but like have a team build a team to support you and really be with you through it. Mm, that's good for because that makes sense. Like the bigger the movement and the conversation, you would need more voices to uplift it together. So that makes so much sense. Oh my goodness. It's so good. And Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on this podcast. Like I, you know, like it's cool that meeting on Clubhouse can lead to this and create that relationship and conversation. So this is so fun. <laughs> I'm so glad we were able to meet and seriously, thank you so much for what you do and just democratizing access to a lot of these strategies too. And I'm excited to listen to the other episodes as well. Yeah. And what's next for you? What's, what's going on? Just trying to get through senior year, um, going through my last semester at Harvard right now and uh, gearing up for August official launch. Oh man, I'm so excited for you and good luck on your studies in Harvard. Like how is balancing that been? It's good. We're just going for it. I mean, I think that every day it's a little bit of a push. I have to review what I have to do for this week for school. So um, yeah, it, it's just kind of a, we get through it, you know, just keep our heads down and study. Yes, keep at it. And remember to rest in between. You're doing so great. So you are awesome. And where can people find you? Just on social media at my full name at Nadia Okamoto. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on board. You had such amazing tips and brand advice and business advice. I'm sure people can seep that in and learn so much from it. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, welcome to the end of this episode. You are literally sticking to the end. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love people who stick to the end on the highs and lows. I appreciate you for that. And so I just wanted to quickly say, please rate it on Apple and Spotify or whatever podcast you are listening from. That would be really appreciated and helped. And yeah, thank you again. And this is my bye for now. I'll talk to you soon note, but also my thank you note. Um, I appreciate you. So bye.